In Jesus' last moments on earth, and the future of God's kingdom and mankind at stake, what master plan does Jesus reveal? We're going to talk about that today with the founder of Alternative Missions and how this could change your life and your church's life, next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hey folks, it's another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. Episode, I forgot to check, 315? Is that right, Steve? Right around there. All right, good. <laughs> Close enough. All right. Well, f- thanks for, for being with us, folks. We sure appreciate it. Uh, we come to you about every week, and we're a tech company, and we, we work exclusively with churches and been doing it for like 20 years now. And and uh, so we talk a lot of, about a lot of different topics, uh, and we have a very interesting one today. Um, my name is Phil Thompson, and with us is Steve Lacey. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. All right. I will introduce our guest here in just a moment or so. This podcast is brought to you by MyChurchDaily.com. And if you uh, get an opportunity, look it up. Don't do it now, but look it up after we're done here. MyChurchDaily.com. It's a new product that uh, actually helps your church, your ministry, get on Alexa devices. And so if uh, you, the, the Alexa has these things called a flash briefing that you can, uh, you can call out Alexa and say, Alexa, uh, what's my flash briefing for today? And your church, your organization can actually be on there every single day with a short little, well, whatever. I mean, we've talked a lot about this in the past, but a little devotional, a little food for thought, maybe announcements and stuff. So check it out, mychurchdaily.com. And uh, it's brought to you by us. We're the guys that that did it. So, all right. So, Steve, uh, we have a, a an old friend of ours that uh, we've never had. I don't think had on the podcast, but uh, he goes back well over twenty years today with us. Yes. Who who do we have? We have Tom Hackett, and Tom Hackett is the founder of Alternative Missions. And uh, my wife actually went on a mission trip with, with uh, from our church like 20, about 22 years ago, I think, 23 years ago to uh, Roatan. Uh, that's uh, off Honduras there. And uh, she went and loved it. Uh, she packed a suitcase full of Diet Coke because they didn't have Diet Coke down there. And she was addicted to Diet Coke. And uh, lo and behold, uh, her luggage did not follow her to the island. And so she spent, I don't know what it was, 10 days without any luggage, had to borrow people's toothbrushes and didn't have Diet Coke. And uh, she didn't kill anybody. So, (laughs) yeah, so (laughs) she didn't kill anybody. So she survived that. So Tom Hackett is with us today. Tom has been leading ministries for well over 35 years. He started out with Youth with a Mission, right, Tom? Yeah. Which is where I started. Uh I started before you, though. Tahiti, yeah, Mexico. I, I, I was there in the early '80s and uh, spent a couple of years with Youth of the Mission, and from there he he went on to do things as you just mentioned uh, with Mexico, Honduras, Costa Rica, Cuba, as well as other things. So, Tom, welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. Thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys today. I got pretty stoked about 
about uh, what I have to share. Well, we, we so, do have some. So when... Sorry, we, Phil. That's all right. We do have some interesting stuff to talk about today, uh, and, but it's been a long time since we've seen you. And so uh, it is good to see you. And you are right now actually in Rotan, right? Rotan? I am. Uh, island off the coast of Honduras. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, you're, good. Your wife will be glad to know that civilization has arrived and there's Diet Coke everywhere. <laughs> she may go I back down there. She might go now. Yeah. All right. Steve, I'm sorry. I so, cut you so, off. Go ahead. So Tom is, in my mind, synonymous with missions and typically overseas missions. So give me a, just a brief um, why missions, how long that, you know, why, why do you have such a heart for the missions? And tell me, give me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I, without going too long here, I, I from first becoming a Christian back when I was 18, I was very moved by God towards, uh, actually through the life of St. Francis of Assisi, and with a calling to serve the poor. And so, you know, to do that, I went out and found poor all over the world. And, and uh, in the process of going to various places, opportunities came, you know, came my way to do things longer term and creatively. And, and so I've had, you know, just a blast. You know, I, I love what I do. I feel like I got the best job in the world, you know. And right now I'm focusing on building homes for the poor and, um, and doing that in some, some really crazy places, meeting crazy, you know, really interesting people. And uh, so anyway, I, I've been very busy with a lot of projects and a lot of places, but like what I do now better than anything. So hope I keep living long enough to keep doing it. And if I understand correctly, I mean, your, your role is kind of the architect facilitator producer of the mission trip for others, right? I mean, you, you provide the Avenue that, that makes it easier for, for those with a heart to, to serve, to just, drop yeah. their Diet Coke in their suitcase and head off to Honduras. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've, I'm i kind of a doer kind of a guy. Like right now I'm building houses and that that's just, the, you know, I love the hands-on thing. I love the the intimacy of the relationship with the family, the all that connection. And it's easy for me to include others in that, right? So I encourage people to sponsor families, raise money for a home and then come down here, Colombia, wherever, Cuba, Mexico, um, and actually participate in the build for a week and experience another culture, you know, and, and, and fall in love with people from a different culture. And so anyway, I've always found ways to have people go with me. And that was another thing that at one point in my life, God just really, you know, spoke to me about is that, Tom, I, I want you to show people what you see. And then that gets back eventually to what we're going to talk about going and Jesus like last and only command was go, just go. And yeah. there's some interesting dynamics that happen when you go. Right. I want to, one of the reasons I, I wanted to have you as a guest, Tom, is because, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic has changed how we do church and, and all sorts of things. Uh, have been, you know, and I, I'm sure it had a dramatic effect on what you guys do. But I, I wanted people to, uh, I guess, kind of people listening to this podcast to kind of wet their whistle a little bit 
remind them of the great commandment and also remind them of what happens when we actually do go. And you, you've got, and there's an article that's going to be uh, republished on our blog. It's blog.streamingchurch.tv. Did I get that right? And uh, uh, it's not on there now, but it'll be on there probably tomorrow. Uh, the things we're going to talk about. But can you talk about maybe some, and you you listed at least 12 points about what, what happens in our lives when we step out and do something and how it really, how this is such an important thing for leaders, church leaders, and people involved in ministry and people involved in their church to, to grasp. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's critical. And I think it's, I, I, the article you're talking about is called The Brilliance of Go. And when Jesus, you know, he's leaving, he, he, he how do you sum up, you know, when you leave a ministry, or you, you transition out of something, you try to leave behind, even presidents leave behind for another president, you know, a, a whole article or, you know, a book, whatever, <laughs> of like, this is, watch out for this, do that, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. And what does Jesus say? Go. You know, and and because I know he knew and knows that in going, the dynamics that take place, he didn't leave a flow chart, you know, he didn't leave <laughs> five steps to uh, conquer the world, you know, and etc. He said, go. And as you go, make disciples. Now, make disciples, that's really interesting too. <laughs> Hopefully we get there. But it's it's very personal. I am making disciples in the way that Tom Hackett makes disciples, that God shows me how I'm being me in other places. I'm being me with God in other places. Okay, but so Jesus says, go. And, and, and the scripture that inspires me the most along that line is where it says in Matthew chapter 9, 35, that Jesus went from town to town. And as he went, which is, you know, like go, <laughs> he ministered to people. He was moved with compassion, and that compassion caused him to do things. And in the bigger picture, Jesus' compassion for us caused him to go to the cross. As he went from town to town, he caused him to heal people, counsel people, minister to people. He, he, as he went, compassion impacted him. And, and, and that, that becomes the motivating compassion. The heart of God becomes the motivating factor and the inspiration that is the result of going that creates the dynamic of a growing Plant, uh, 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 planting and growing ministries, churches, and everything else, right? And so I happen to be building homes for poor families right now in various places. I am seeing more fruit as whole families are coming to Jesus as a result of the way we go and do what we happen to do, right? So it, go is critical, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of define a little more the results of going or some of the fruits of going. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about that because I think that's what really changes. I mean, we talk about, you know, you, and you're changing people's lives, but your life was changed. And, and when people go on different trips that you, that you, that you coordinate, as Steve was talking about earlier, you know, as you facilitate, there are things that it, it changes people's lives. Uh, you've got yeah. things like awareness. Uh, it opens people's awareness to the, you know, they're no longer in their own little box, you know. Uh, 
Talk more about that. Yeah, talk, talk more about these and different things. <laughs> I will, right after this comment, I, I'm a little concerned <laughs> about the church because prior to the pandemic, we were hosting a lot of churches. I've had churches, we happen to have one here this week right now, but um, uh, we had a lot of churches and, 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 you know, that was awesome. Now I have way more businesses that send teams and individual families that get like their brother and sister and their kids and their kids and they come down and sponsor a family, build a home. But I'm getting less and less churches. I, I don't know if that's indicative of what's happening. It's during the pandemic, it became very easy to be self-centered. Right. And, and, and we were forced to be, right? We weren't supposed to talk to our neighbor. We weren't supposed to go places. And we get out of habits, Heck, I, I forget what I'm doing. If, I, if I'm not on the mission field about every three months, I'm like, what am I doing again? What I, I, I kind of lose my motivation to serve others. Yeah. And so I, I have to go periodically. But so I'm not sure where churches are at. If they, I don't know if, they've, if that focus has been impacted by the pandemic on churches or not. But hey, we're back to traveling. It, it takes just a little bit more effort to do it. Not much. I've been traveling all through the pandemic, in country to country to country, right? And uh, so it, it, it's easily done. It just takes one extra step of a, a test or something uh, mm -hmm. uh, to, to get into a country and big deal. You know, right. 50 bucks right. on the test. And so there. so that, anyway. can be, that can be good news. That can be bad news, right? I mean, from one perspective, you're like, wow, we got businesses going and serving. Uh, I mean, that how, you know, what a privilege to be able to say that, you know, today. But um, on the other well, hand is where, where, where the churches go. Well, and that's uh, that's not an indictment on the church. I guess I've I've lost somewhat of my own connection because there's been such a response from the world to want to help the world. Right. So I get like I get Microsoft, Amazon, Boeing. Uh, uh, several construction companies that do two, three, four, five, six homes a year. Uh, more and more individual families, like their churches, for some reason, don't prioritize it anymore. So they're like, well, but I went two years ago and I want to go again. So I'm going to call my brother and, 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 and some, my, my friend and us and our wives and kids, we're going to come down and build a house whether the church goes or not, because I just, it was so impactful. They want their kids to be impacted. And then family to family, they're evangelizing. And, and, and of course, the team that comes gets more out of it than anybody. I mean, the, the families often get saved, right, which is awesome. <laughs> but the families that come down, they're like, I want my kids to know the world doesn't live like we live. And, and, and I want them I want to be able to talk about values and, you know, things make yeah. Christianity real to them. Yeah. So I'm getting more and more of that. And I don't know if it's because churches have, aren't as into it right now or not. I mean, come on, the church has had a tough time during the <laughs> pandemic, just, you know, figuring it out and surviving and stuff. Um, the church that's here right now building planned this build a year before the pandemic. And here they are now, they prepaid and everything. I've had their money for like two years. <laughs> and they showed up last Sunday, Saturday, and, and, and building the house. So I'm not, that's not an indictment on the church. I, I'm just saying church.
Well, everybody else is waking up to the impact of going. Make sure we're not losing track of sending our people to real experiences that are productive. So, yeah. as you talk about. As you talk about the go, what I've never thought of it from a biblical sense, but it sure sounds a lot like the just do it. Um, oh, absolutely. Nike, yeah. the, the just the do dynamic it. dynamic of what happens when you go, it's, it's the brilliance of Jesus' simple command. Because he knew the impact of encountering different cultures, different people, different thoughts, he knew the impact of all of that, and then the Holy Spirit processing it, right? And then you being responsible for what you see. You can't just go, you know, uh, it, it's not like the latest slideshow you saw or something that comes on TV. You were with that kid. Our, our organization turned into a relief organization during the pandemic, and it was successful because the families here on the island that were starving were sponsored families back home who fell in love with them. And during the pandemic, all we had to do is connect, reconnect, you know, and say, hey, if you guys want to send money, we'll buy, you know, we'll, we'll make sure they get food. We'll pay their electric bill, help them get medicine. And so we, during the pandemic, we turned into a relief organization with a built-in connections of people that made, you know, a hundred and some families survive through the pandemic here. Awesome. I've, I've always been a big fan of, uh, and obviously, you know, I said at the beginning, I was with Youth at the Mission and did some mission stuff for a couple of years, but I, I find that it changes churches and, and you'll have a healthier church if you send people. You'll, the church will, will end up being healthier because of the things you list here in this article, uh, you will see things differently, uh, which you touched on. Compassion arises. Uh, you become responsible. You just mentioned that you become responsible for what you encounter. Uh, that's a heavy one. Uh, a calling to a deeper commitment can happen, can take place. Purpose is discovered. Uh, I know Joe Morris. Joe Morris went down one of your trips, and now that's what he does. That's that's what he's done is for the last twenty years, right? I mean, uh, he yeah. discovered his purpose. Yeah. Uh, I. I I just had a guy here for three weeks as a volunteer. Uh, right now, I, one of my emphasis is building uh, homes for coffee workers. So I'm in these insane places in the jungle, in the mountains of Honduras and Colombia, uh, coming across some of the poorest people I've ever seen in my life, uh, harvesting the coffee that we spend two, three, four, five dollars for, and they make a dollar a day, dude, and they're starving. It, it might as well be slave labor. Wow. And and um, and so I'm I'm doing this. The coffee world is waking up to it. I'm starting to get coffee companies and coffee right. shops involved. Okay, so I had this guy. He's a roaster, not a believer, a roaster, right? And he he saw what I was doing. Okay, can I come and volunteer for a month? Absolutely. He came down, spent a month with my staff. The first day he was crying, just joy of actually experiencing a real thing in life. The, the, the culture, the, everything. The guy went home, an absolute changed man, right? And so he discovered his purpose volunteering in a, you know, in, in, in helping people get out of a, a dirt floor plastic house into something that gives dignity, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So discovering yeah. your purpose when you go. I mean, that's whether you go here or you go across the street, you discover your purpose. That's the point. It's not like you have to come to another. I, when I'm home, I've become friends with all my neighbors. And man, it's, it's, it's as dramatic of an experience doing, opening myself up to them as it is coming here. So the, the thing is just go, you know, don't live a self-centered life. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things you mentioned in this article is justice is achieved as we take action. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Justice is achieved as we take action. What do you mean by that? Wow. Well, you know, again, I, I have a, a, I want to be around poor people. That's my thing. I mean, God really spoke to me uh, about that in my life and, and uh, even our, uh, okay. So um, when you being poor is a complete bummer. I'm telling you, 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 you have no value in the eyes of other people. You don't have a, even value in your own eyes because you know how you're, you're perceived. It's, it's just a whole bunch of junk related to not having food that you can count on. Nothing. The way you're treated. And um, the, oh, so as, as you're out in this and you, in, you experience real poverty, I'm, and I just personally haven't experienced it in, in the U.S. the same way, but extreme, extreme poverty, you, you, again, you're moved to do something about it. You help build a house. You help provide food during the pandemic. You, you, you just, you, you become aware of how you can, you're responsible to bring justice in really practical ways. It's not like, gee, I wish I could do something about the poor. Dude, you can send a hundred bucks and feed a family for a month. You, you can, you can take a person who believes that they're an animal. Like I, we do a lot of interviews and oftentimes the phrase comes back, Tom, my life is like a dog's life. And in Honduras, that's like the little puppies that are in, you know, rich people's purses in the States. <laughs> that's like the dog who's got, who's got every nasty disease mange is getting their food out of the contents of the diaper on the side of the road. And every kid that walks down the road sees how far they can kick that dog into the air. Right. And, 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 and people say that my dog, my life is like that, Tom. And that's how they view themselves. And you have the opportunity to help them have dignity, have a home, have a place for their kids to do their homework, improve their, I can go on and on with my sales pitch, but, but justice is achieved when we go and respond to what we see. It's not like, I don't know, it's just too easy to sit at home and not really impact the world. And there's lots of ways you can actually impact the world. Yeah, it's powerful. So from uh, let, let's go to the perspective of the church or the person listening to the podcast. It's part of the church. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's going to wants to weigh the cost before they, in, you know, jump into something like that. What what could I what would one expect um, from uh, is it just pack my bags and show up? I mean, is it what yeah. is it time, money? Um, what's the, on the, you know, we've talked a little bit about a lot about the benefit side of it. And I don't think we're even halfway through the list, right? Yeah, Phil. But, yeah. But, well, uh, it's really, uh, you know, actually quite simple. 
we are one of the more expensive organizations that does this and there's thousands of Christian organizations that provide housing. Many of them are providing transitional housing or refugee, you know, I mean, we provide a house that is, uh, you know, two bedrooms, bathroom, uh, water reclamation system, solar lights, nice kitchen, uh, tile, lights, septic tank, uh, you know, uh, for $17,000 per house. Now, I'm, I'm living where I live in, in Seattle, and I'm looking to build a little little uh, place for people to stay in my, you know, at our house. And it's going to cost me more than that for one room. Permits, drawing, $30,000. We're building a, 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 the pictures if they go on the site. I mean, they're impressive what we built. Uh, and we can, the team that's here right now built this, this house in three days, including, including uh, plumbing, electrical, tile work, uh, water tower, water reclamation. I mean, we have a system that'll blow your mind right? And of, of how we can do that. And my desire, it, I have to tell just a little of my story. I, I was basically homeless at one time. I was traveling through Phoenix. A man I barely knew took me out in the desert after a church service, and, and, and we'd had nowhere to live. I didn't even have gas money. I was moving from Mazatlan to Seattle. I had gas money to get to Phoenix, and we ran out of gas. And I didn't have any money. So we spent the night in Phoenix. This guy I go to church. This guy walks with me in church, says, Tom, come with me. I'm like, who is this guy? We go out in the desert in Phoenix. It's dark. I'm thinking the guy's going to kill me. Why aren't we in the desert? You know, he, he, he shines his lights on five or six, seven houses. He's building really nice houses. And he just says to me, which house do you want? I'm like, what? He said, yeah. I'm like, I, I said, I can't even afford one payment in a whole year for a house like this. And he's like, don't worry about that. I'll take care of it. He was giving away $6 million the day I was driving through Phoenix. He changed our life. He ended up, he ended up, we ended up with a house, four bedrooms, brand new guest house, swimming pool, land, beautiful saguaro cactuses in, in desert landscape. And then he says to me, Tom, if you'll sell that house in two years, we'll take the money and I'll build you a better one. Like, are you out of your mind, dude? I can do that. So 10 years later, after doing this with this guy, I got money. I mean, I, I have, we've lived in beautiful custom homes and near Telluride, Colorado. And the home I have now, three stories on a lake in Washington. We didn't have a dime. This guy changed my life. And so my wife and I decided the best thing we could do is pay it forward and provide other families with as many homes as we could before I die. That's what we're doing. My goal by 2026 is to be building 300 homes a year. And I've got a way to do that in, in multiple countries, right? That's why I'm starting in Columbia right. now. And, uh, and so <laughs> um, that guy changed my life. We're paying it forward. And, and, and I don't know how I got selling that story, but I love that story. <laughs> Well, you, you, we were saying we're running out of time here, but you, but you, you said to build a home like in Roton, seventeen thousand dollars. Yes. That what, yeah. So, so that's why I build really nice homes that are going to be legacy homes. Yeah. Their kids are going to be able to have it when their parents die and continue to. This isn't transition housing. 
This is nice housing. And when the poor person goes from being on the dirt and in plastic and feeling like a dog to having a real home, it is an absolute game changer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their whole life, their perspective, their personal self-worth, all of a sudden they're at a different level and, and they have a new relationship with God, dude. It launches them. And, yeah. and so that's why we charge, we do. So we, it's $17,000. And then, so we help them raise the funds using these funding tools. And I don't know if we've ever not had one not fund, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then as the day gets closer, they purchase plane tickets, fly down. There's a ground fee. We build the house together. And it, it sounds like that's a lot, but I have churches right now. The church that's here right now, this is their 12th house. No, no church does something 12 times unless it's, unless it's worth doing. You know uh, I mean? yeah. And these guys are like way into even they're really, you know, really into like preaching the gospel, you know, yeah. they're like, we'll build a house, but they're going to hear about Jesus. I'm awesome, dude. You be you. We're doing our thing. You be you. And you can, you can witness however you want to witness. You be you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's not that hard of a process. And we help them through all of those steps. Okay, so uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I have a lady called dwellingsnow.com. Dwellingsnow.com. Okay, dwellingsnow.com. Okay, so if somebody's sitting here listening to this podcast and going, hey, I'm interested in either going myself or taking my family or, or maybe getting my church to go, the first step would be to go to dwellingsnow.com. Okay. And, 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 you know, find a link, there's a link to connect and just type, you know, Hey, we're interested and and we'll get back to you. I, I had a lady from Aspen, Colorado, not a believer, uh, call me and say, Hey, I saw your thing on the website. Me and my sister and our husbands want to do a vacation with a purpose. Can we do that with you? Yeah. Okay. How much does it cost? You know, and I go over these costs with her. She goes, wow, you're a lot more expensive than other people that do this. <laughs> yeah, but this is why. And, and, and I said, but you know what? God cares about the poor. You, you're going to be able to raise the money because God cares about the poor. And, and so she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. She starts raising the money with our tools. And I, and, and I told her, look, usually about a month before the build, teams email or call and say, we don't have 17000 we have 19,000. Oh, awesome. Well, we have a list of additional items you can add to the house, a bigger porch, cement floor under the house. <laughs> under, we, we build the homes off the ground, eight feet off the ground. Uh, uh, these different options, you know, like add-ons, right? So she calls me a month before, Tom, I got $20,000. I can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, God cares about the poor. She calls me a week before the build. Tom, I have $25,000. <laughs> And so we did every additional item that we have on our list, you know, and she still came home down with money to buy a refrigerator, a stove, gas tank, you know, and, wow. and the witness to this lady of God's care for the poor. And, so, and then Christians get afraid and don't do it. You're like, come on, you know, God cares. It's not that big a deal. We've done it 150 times. All right. Well, good deal. Well, look, we're out of time here, but we'll need to have you on again. Go to dwellingsnow.com. And I, I can just tell you right now, as I was involved in ministry for a long time, and one of the catalysts was, was doing a short-term mission trip that really changed my life 
and it will change everybody's life if you just step out and do it. And so I, Tom Hackett has been our guest today. Tom, it's always a pleasure to see you. It's hard to stop talking. It's good to see you guys. Well, it's good to see you. It is. And we'll have you again. Steve Lacey, thank you for your presence today. Oh, I just enjoyed it. All enjoyed right. Connecting up with Tom. It's been a while. It's been good a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we will. Well, well, Steve, you see Jeff more than I do. So you can see Jeff Love. But uh, and, and most of all, I want to thank our, our viewers and our listeners here. And you can always subscribe to the Church Pollution the church solutions podcast just anywhere that you get your podcast you can subscribe to us thank you for your time today for listening and please uh, take care of yourselves we'll catch you next time on another episode of the church solutions podcast i'm phil thompson adios